All right. So no. you don't even, you don't even need the headphones. Okay. Okay. So what is the best part of staying with Uncle Jay? It's fun. How fun is it? Very fun. What makes staying with Uncle Jay fun? Well, we do a lot of cool stuff. Do we? Yeah. What cool stuff do we do? We like we made uh, ice cream sundae. We watched a movie and a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. We yeah, we did do that. So, what is one thing you want us to do that we haven't done? I don't know. You don't know. Mm. You can't think of anything in the world you want to do. <laughs> you can guess. I can't guess. I, I'm thinking. You don't know. Swimming? That's a little cold to swim. Oh. Okay. Do you think Uncle Jay is famous? Uh, popular. I'm popular, but I'm not famous. Well, it's a different. No, there is a difference between being popular and famous. I think you're popular. I'm popular, but I'm not famous. How do I become famous? Well, you have to win a record. Win a record? Yes. What record do I have to win? Well, any kind. Okay. If I put you on my podcast, am I going to be famous or am I going to be popular? Um, popular. How You can't make me famous? <laughs> famous then? I need you to make me famous. How? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. All right. Well, say, welcome to the No Boundaries Podcast. What? Say, welcome to the No Boundaries Podcast. Welcome to the No Boundaries Podcast. All right. I love you, P-Town. Love you, too. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, one day I just want to come over here and be like, hey, you know what this is. You know what we're about to talk to you about. So tune the in. But until we get to that point, just going to keep with the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to subscribe, to rate, and review us on Amazon Music, on Apple iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud. I still don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is, please go and do that. It's Jay. It's Willie F. It's October. We're almost there. Spooky season. Very, very spooky. Spooky, spooky. Definitely finna be not enjoying this Halloween since these stupid ass lockdowns are continuing. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you 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 were talking about something before the before the uh, mics turned on, and I just I, I prefer to just get right to it. You were talking about, you know, obviously you're 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 big, you're trying to get the Uncle of the Year award. Yeah. So you got your you got your niece over there. <laughs> I got I got my broke best friend with me. Oh man, that's that's literally what they are, bro. That that's what they are most of the time. But um, yeah, you were talking about how the main part of what you're doing. I mean, fortunately, you get to work from home right now, and as you're working from home. Re- Similar to a lot of parents in this country, not a lot, but 
quite a few parents in this country that have the luxury from working from home and now they have the dual responsibility to technically teach their kids now because the world is COVID phobic and they feel that the best way to curve the spread of this virus is to keep kids at home whether kids are highly susceptible to the virus or not that's still up for debate but the fact of the matter is they treat the children like carriers and the best thing for the kids to do is to stay home with their parents and relieve these superhero teachers of the duty that is teaching which is something they signed up for Uh, how is it having to juggle your banking brain and having to teach it's difficult very difficult luckily last week my schedule was very very light I had sometimes no meetings in a day and sometimes days I had one or two so I could literally go sit next to her with my computer and I could have her working on something and I can be doing my own work because she's in, she's doing third grade work. So I can't just say, hey, here's this assignment. Do it and bring it to me when you're done. I, I need to be there with her. To And it's not to make sure she does it, but it's like, well, she's, if he's in the other room and, I, and he can't see me, I can't see him. I'm going to get off task. So I, I'll sit there and I'm working with her and she's sharp, but you're not in a learning environment. So you're quick to to take take these mental breaks and go down these different avenues and to kind of slack off because you're with Uncle Jay. You're not in in Mrs. Such and such, such and such classroom. So and Uncle Jay isn't a teacher, which is which is a whole nother avenue. Like I'm sitting there I'm thinking it's like, man, and they have to do this with 20 other kids. It's just me and I'm I'm struggling. And I think it's 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 a double edged sword because I think the teachers are assigning a lot of stuff to make sure that the kids have stuff to do. So they're doing a whole bunch of assignments. And then at the same time, again, I'm not a teacher. I don't have that same authoritative respect that, you know, a teacher would get or even p-town's mom gets or even my mom gets with her because i'm cool uncle jay we we just have fun so now i'm having Mm -hmm. to be more of a more of an instructor and be like all right look hey focus get this done and it took some adjustments like five days last week i'd say two of them were kind of flawless two of them i had to call in some backup but other than that i mean we did get caught up on her lessons we're caught up on her schoolwork. we're like present day like when monday drops like all right cool we're doing work for monday but at the same time, can I sit here and say that, oh, I'm teaching her something. She's retaining the information that she's that I'm that I'm trying to, you know, convey by the teacher's lesson plan. I can't say that because there's been sometimes like we'll be doing math and she can do 15 questions and she'll, you know, maybe stumble on the first two, but start getting them right. And then we'll flip over and do number 16 and she just loses it, like pfft, forgot everything that I just did. And then there are also those questions where it's like, look, I can't tell you how to do this on a third grade level. Mm-hmm. I can probably get this down to maybe a ninth grade algebra level, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you the most efficient way to problem solve this and figure it out. I just know that you got to add these two numbers and then subtract them from the total of the of the order or something like that. And I can't tell you how to problem solve that and how to think that out, but I just know how to do it. So I can't. 
you know, translate that down. So it, it's been difficult to say the least. Gotcha, gotcha. So for the most part, it's hard for you to dumb it down for. It's it's hard for me to dumb it down to a, a, a level of understanding. Like I can teach you how to get the answer, but I can't I can't make you comprehend why you got that answer in some of instances. Of course. Hey man, you get the pat. You, you know, like like most parents, you know, once they technically sign up for this job, they they do get that. They do deserve that pat on the back, you know. But you already know me, like, you know. Once again, I get it. You know, teachers, they're overwhelmed by the fact that they have to kind of adjust their lifestyles in order to fight the virus, but also try to give a lesson plan that is beneficial to the student. But to me, what it sounds like is you have assignments that you need to do but you don't you're not they're not giving you instruction like they would give a teacher because everybody out there needs to understand something a lot of modern day teachers are not intelligent a lot of modern day teachers they have the answers already they they are taught in college not all of them some of them are taught in college how to teach they're given different um strategies on how to teach and even when they go to school, they go to workshops and they get these strategies on how to teach. They get trained on how to teach. And I keep saying how to teach because you said earlier, I'm not a teacher. And naturally at heart, a lot of us have the, the capacity to teach, but all of us don't have strategies. All of us don't have the training you know i don't have the training to be a bank auditor like you do but i'm pretty sure if i went to school for no nah, that's a lie but <laughs> <laughs> never mind i'm terrible with numbers <laughs> banks will be getting shut down day after day <laughs> but look we're all we're all capable of retaining things that we're taught especially if we're taught in a strategic way you know what i'm saying like so i just tell people don't ever feel bad that you can't teach the way a teacher teaches because teachers are taught to teach, to teach that way. Some of us are naturals. And I think in a sense, once a lot of parents today start getting comfortable with um, devising their own strategies, eventually they'll realize they don't even need teachers because a lot of teachers, in my honest opinion, from the research I've done, a lot of teachers are taught to teach in a way that usually only benefits maybe 30% of the classroom and the other 70, maybe 60% gets left behind. Because like I was telling you the other day, young girls learn totally different from young boys. Young boys are kinesthetic learners. They're more hands-on and they, they, they have to, you literally have to walk boys through things. They're not auditory learners. You could tell a boy something over and over again and he's not gonna get it unless he gets to touch it unless he gets to see it work through a couple of times and then bam, young girls, women, they technically, if you just tell them what to do, they can follow you through. They can just hear it. And it's almost like a, a biological coding. I'm not saying all women can do this, but it's an easier learning environment for them. And you have to understand something. You're not just teaching children to, to learn something like you're teaching against a teacher, uh, a student's uh, capability to learn. Because like you just mm -hmm. said earlier, you need her next to you. Not because she is um, 
she's a dummy or anything like that, or she's fidgety, has ADHD. No, because you need to keep her in a learning environment, or at least as close to a learning environment as you can get. And then at that in that moment, you can get them to to respond better to what you're teaching them. But a lot of teachers can't do that. That's why if I was if I was president for a day, if <laughs> I was a superintendent, I'm just saying, me personally, and since we hold teachers to this high regard, I don't mind paying teachers the money that they think they deserve, but I would argue that a lot of teachers do not deserve the money that they feel that they deserve because would do you believe that in your job, Jay, that you would get a raise if 70% of your bank, only 70% of your banks were audited correctly and the, the other 30%, they weren't audited correctly? No, like, no raise. No raise. To, that, that percentage needs to be way higher. It, that's what I'm saying. And it's insane that in a school, we're okay if 30 or 40% of the classroom happens to be average or below average. We're not even trying to get it to where every student in the class is above average or exceeds expectations. We just need eh, 40, 50% of the classroom to, to, to be at least average or above average. And that's insane to me when, when we're a nation that, that wants to be taken serious as far as academics go. And when I hear you talking about what you're talking about, I always tell people like, man, if I was a superintendent or president for a day, my average classroom would be less than 20 students. Like, I don't think that a classroom is depending on the grade. I feel like if you have, if you got 17 year old and up, 17 college age kids, I think you could be successful with 25 to 30 kids in the classroom. But I think younger children under the age of 16, I'll go ahead and say freshmen and below, I believe those classrooms should be maybe 18 to 20 or less. Yeah. Due to the, I mean, I'm just saying, and it's, you're, you're already teaching against distractions. You're teaching against distractions. You're teaching against 20 different personalities. You're teaching against so, so many different socioeconomic backgrounds that cause different personalities. Like, you got to think about that. So the less people in the classroom makes it way better for a teacher to actually be an instructor versus a dictator or disciplinarian. Nowadays, especially in inner city schools, you have disciplinarians way more than you actually have efficient teachers. You have teachers that get respect because they keep a class in order. Yeah, they keep the class in order. It's quiet as shit in there. You can hear a freaking thumbtack drop, but your smartest kid in the classroom probably has like a, a 85%. So basically they're average. And then your 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 you know your least intelligent kids, which is probably in a classroom of 30, maybe 12, 15 of them. Yeah, I would say 15. <laughs> yeah, are not that intelligent. And a lot of times it's boys. It's little boys. And that's insane. Like I'm pretty sure it's going to be a shift in the next five to ten years with with um, I hate to say it, but I think it's mostly minority. But I can't say that because Vietnamese, Middle Eastern, Indian kids, they tend to be very intelligent and those are minority. But American raised children, black, Hispanic and white in, 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 in lower socioeconomic backgrounds that come from lower socioeconomic backgrounds tend to be the ones that are worst off. And a lot of times it's blacks and Hispanics. I mean, it is what it is. And, it, and, that, and that's scary to me. And I just remember the, the email 
that that your homegirl sent me about you know even with the um the sped kids special education children and i didn't dig too deep into what she sent but it, it was just it's just always baffling to me how they teach sped kids versus how they teach you know regular on grade level kids to be honest with you i'd argue the way that they teach some of those sped kids is the same way they should be teaching some of these regular kids mm-hmm. just based on the fact that i feel like if you go to your average sped class it may be like eight to ten kids in there that's perfect you know, like, and then there's sometimes there's multiple instructors and it's like, you guys, you guys look at these sped kids as special because you feel like they, you're, you're automatically labeling them as somebody that has a learning disability. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing to argue that your average kid in the classroom based on how a teacher teaches has a learning, ability, a learning disability. You know what I mean? When I say that, Yeah. it's like, if you're teaching me in a way that I can't learn, then I'm technically disabled to what you're trying to teach me. <laughs> and it's not necessarily my fault, but it's, it's, it's not. I, I I can't I my your your educating style and my learning style are different at this point. And since I can't learn the way you educate, I am labeled with a disability. And then they they basically say, you know, oh, you have a disability, so it's almost looked upon wrong. And then when you have that, it's kind of and like you say, you know, all right, well, I need to see you need to go take your exam in special education. So I'm here with my peers, you know, 90 percent of the classroom time. And then, you know, I go to special education for the exams. That's an, I'm, and it's it's embarrassing because, you know, people notice. Yeah. And I've like we, we talked it. about a long time ago when, you know, we could recite rap lyrics word for word, bar for bar, but then can't read out loud. So then it's like, okay, I'm going to just start avoiding it. <laughs> and that's why you got a high dropout rate in inner city schools. I mean, at, at, the, end, at the end of the day, a person's, especially children, their responses are usually common sense responses. Like, if they don't understand something, they're struggling, they get frustrated with it, and nobody's really trying to help them, they're going to dip. Like, okay, I'm done with this. Like something that blew my mind was like when I go like to, you know, your average store, like a Walmart shit, even an airport. And I see like disabled people with jobs, whether it's somebody that has autism, Down syndrome, whether they're handicapped, whatever. When I see these people with jobs and then right on the side of them, I see somebody that is a perfectly functioning, so to speak, regular, normal adult right on the side of them getting paid the same thing, doing the same exact job. It makes me think. It's like, damn, like both of them probably went to school. <laughs> both of them probably have the same type of degrees, probably have the same type of accomplishments as far as academics go. And they're sitting right on side of each other doing the same job. But one of them technically has a learning disability and probably gets checks from the state based on that disability. Doesn't that make you wonder where we went wrong academically in society when I'm working alongside somebody that, is Down syndrome or autistic, or you know, I, I, I would, I would argue. I mean, being deaf or blind, those are two different things. You could be perfectly mentally fine being deaf or blind. You see Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, and Helen Keller's. But the fact of the matter is, that's that's strange to me because people graduate from high school 
to do the same job that somebody that is mentally disabled can do. And like that is that that ends up being a career for them. And we don't really talk about that a lot. And that's kind of scary to me. I mean, I'm not saying in your job you don't have any learned disabled people, but I would imagine it is a lot less likely that you have a Down syndrome or a, a, an autistic, and I mean like severely autistic. A lot of people think of autistic, they think Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. No, no, I'm talking about like severely autistic, you know, to where it's not, not that romanticized type of autistic. Yeah. And people are sitting there like, that's just somebody you're working with. I just, I don't see that happening. Like, imagine, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, imagine if you had a president that was severely autistic or had Asperger's or was somebody that they would label mentally retarded. Like, would society be okay with that? Would we welcome that? Would we vote that in? And it's kind of like when we do see that, for lack of a better terms, it's do it's done out of, I, I don't want to say pity, Maybe thoughtfulness is the word that I'm looking for, because you know, like when you make you make the autistic kid the homecoming, you know, king or queen, or you know, you put them into the the sporting event, you let them score a touchdown, or you you know, let them hit a three pointer or something like that, because that's probably the highlight of you know their high school career, or you know, going that, and it's you know, yeah, some people you know you care about that popularity of being the homecoming queen, but fuck, whatever, you know, this is going to be the highlight for them. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 okay to give that up to them and, and, and let them enjoy that moment, bask in that moment, because nine times out of ten, you probably had a few moments like that in your in your high school or whatever career anyways. Yeah, because that's that's for for the for the for the average or the normal person. I mean, if they're decent at something, you would expect that to be a standard for them to have some type of sports highlight or to have some type of popularity in school or to, you know, have a girlfriend or a boyfriend just to do things that are normal for them. And when they get these things, they technically, you could say they take, take them for granted because once again, you got this guy on the side that has this mental illness. And when they get it, everybody, it's all eyes on them. It's like, Oh my God, how did he accomplish that? We need to get this guy a hand. We need to get this guy a round of applause. And then the person that, you know, for instance, if you see, you know, two mentally handicapped people, a boy and a girl in a relationship, you know, people tend to like look at that situation like, oh my God, like that's so cute. But be like, damn, these people are grown adults. <laughs> like these people are like this seventeen year old students, they're they're basically adults, they're in a relationship, but they're being looked at as toddlers. And that's just wild to me. And I don't even want to stay on a topic too long, but I'm just trying to get people to understand that it's weird the way we treat education or academics in this country. Because I honestly feel like it's gotten to the point where it's really too late to to readdress things because we've gotten used to this this weird cycle. And I'm, I'm going to keep saying it until I'm in the grave. Like, I really feel like, along with a, a lot of other things in society, we've accepted mediocrity way too much. Like, we're too comfortable with mediocrity. Way too comfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel like you were side-eyeing something. Well, I, of course, I got the game on because you know. I, oh, okay, I, okay. I I'm keep... sure. I forgot. What game is on right now? Uh, oh, the the um the Lakers and the the Heat just started. Oh, just started. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, but um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's kind of and it's kind of like with everything that we we often talk about, 
we're being conditioned to accept mediocrity. Like we're not encouraging people to be the best person they are anymore. We're just telling them, hey, it's okay to be you, which granted is fine. It's okay to be you. But the strive for more is almost looked down upon these days. It's like, hey, you can be full figured. And people say, hey, you know, embrace you, be you. And it's like, but are you healthy? What is the overall goal here? Or are you healthy? And people aren't, aren't, aren't making that push anymore. It's like, hey, you finish, you finish high school. That's great. You know, it's cool if that's, not, that's the last thing you want to do. But, you know, this is, these are going to be your career options. And those are fine. People have to fill those career options. People have to do those those jobs. But it's nothing wrong with you wanting more. There's nothing wrong with you trying to do more. And we've become so inclined to accept mediocrity that we allow. I don't want to talk bad about the president while he's battling COVID. But at the same time, we've allowed the leader of the quote unquote free world to be the most mediocre person ever. And I will always say that is why he is the president, because he is the perfect resume. He's the perfect representation of America. America bask in mediocrity. That's why your president is mediocre. When, when even if we had a if we had a president that was above mediocrity, just blew everybody's minds worldwide, was the smartest person on earth. It wouldn't make sense, because America doesn't truly deserve that. America doesn't. That's not. That doesn't represent America. America is. America, nine times out of ten, when you're thinking of somebody American, you're thinking of somebody that's entitled. Um, they they may sound intelligent, but they be full of shit. They're corrupt. They they love money more than they love people. I could go on. Just you could go on plenty social media sites and just li- just watch the banter between non-Americans. Like that's how they perceive us. So. I, <laughs> You said some things that just made this segue so easy, but I, I'm, I'm going to purposely fuck the segue up. Uh, <laughs> I just don't want to. We've been off for a whole week. So uh, look, man, uh, most people out there have, have seen uh, the homie uh, Chris Watts out there uh, wilding. Because like <laughs> Chris Watts, that's Chris Watts is a wild boy, man. <laughs> the and, wildest of boys. Dog, look, man. If you haven't seen, what is it, American Murder Next Door? I'm going to just call it that. It's yeah. about the Watts family murders. It happened in Colorado, man. Look, the reason I'm bringing up the, 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 the guy Watts is because you kept saying how, you know, people want better. People want better. You know, people tend to strive for better. And I'm like, man, the minute I turned on that documentary, there were so many red flags that just jumped out to me. And I don't know if a lot of people noticed this, but when if you ever if you if if you haven't watched it yet, watch it. And I don't give a shit about spoilers cuz it's on Netflix and fuck Netflix. But um look. <laughs> look. The minute she introduced herself, Shanann, the wife on this thing and like they were talking about the wedding I honestly felt that this Chris guy wasn't even the best version of himself mm-hmm. because I noticed that he was overweight in the wedding. And I noticed that 
she was a recent divorce that she was recently divorced or whatever and she was going through some things like she was sick so on and so forth and i was sitting there and and and, and, and if i offend you when i say this people listening it is what it is look if you're settling for someone that is sick you know not mentally well your parents don't like them they just so many things like you're basically in my opinion settling for mediocrity because those are a lot of boxes that are checked to me that would symbol that would signify I probably shouldn't mess with this person like in all honesty like I'm already not doing well myself because I once again like I'm not saying with him being overweight he wasn't doing well but clearly as time went on he had an obsession with getting fit and you know these bitch ass feminists would like to term uh you know to to, to <laughs> hey bro fuck them look they would like to to term this shit as toxic masculinity when in all honesty I see this shit happening across the board on social media when people better themselves they want a reward for it and I honestly feel like as he was shifting out of that mindset of like okay I'm not this fat slob no more and I'm going to I'm bettering myself my so confidence is building myself, my confidence is building I want, I want a trophy wife. I want the reward next to me. You know what I'm saying? And I think everybody in society has fell into that trap. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not going to be like the, the host on whatever show that was that was saying that the Shanann girl was a bitch because I, I truly don't know her like that. But at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of that shit that happened in that documentary could have been avoided if the conditioning... And the grooming of us in the American world wasn't so coddled. Like it, I feel like it's a coddling. Like it's because, in all honesty, when you're at your best, do you really want to take care of somebody? You know what I'm saying? Like you're at your best, and and like I said, the situation proves it. Like don't get me wrong, the guys, the guys, a narcissistic sociopath. Like that's that's one thing that's not a gender specific mental disorder. Like there are plenty women out there that are psychotic and plenty of men out there that are psychotic. But the fact of the matter is you got to look at the root of this shit. A lot of us are conditioned to, to, to fall into this mindset of, Oh, I have to love somebody unconditionally. And we already know that unconditional love between humans is almost fictitious, bro. I ain't gotta say the quote. I don't gotta say the. I don't gotta say the. You ain't gotta say the quote, Jay. I know you wanna say it. You ain't gotta let them know, because in the back of everybody's mind, they know that modern day love is very conditional, and stories like this prove it. I'm just saying, bro. How did you feel about the documentary overall, though? I felt it was well put together. Very well put together. Because I did. I I did. I didn't even think it was slanted. Cause like at all, it couldn't be. Yeah. So like the whole time, and then like I just started, like it just really didn't click to me till they start showing the new chick. I was like, oh, shit. But then and and it's 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 like okay, I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, she said, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me organize my thoughts. Let me organize my thoughts because it was a lot of stuff that pissed me off, and this is leading up to 
to me find so I'm gonna do this is me before he did it and me after he did it. So me before he did it, before I knew he did it, I'm looking at it as like, you know, she's texting her best friend, you know, you know, he kissed me, you know, didn't even smack me on the ass, this, that, or the other, this, that, or the other. Okay, okay, okay. You know, you you doing shooting all these texts to your best friend. You need to tell my man Chris that. <laughs> Cause guys, guys, ladies listening, let me let me fill y'all in on something. We're stupid. Sometimes you just have to come out and tell us. Hey, you don't smack my ass when you kiss me anymore. I miss that. Oh shit, I didn't know. You know, you just have to come out and tell us. So when she's so when she's texting, you know, oh, I took a shower tonight, and he knows what that means when I take a night shower. He might know what it means, but he's probably not thinking about that. You know, sometimes when you have a million other things going on in your mind, you know, you're not you're not picking up on these old clues that you used to pick up on. If you're worried about, you know, hey, I, we got to get the kids braces or, you know, you won't, we won't put the kids in gymnastics. That's more money coming out. That means maybe I need to pick up some more hours. Maybe we need to cut some expenses. You have all that stuff going on in your mind at one time. Your dick not getting hard. Sometimes you need to be you need to be more direct with men. And, and you texting your homegirl is not being direct. Oh, he knows what it means when I take a bath at night. He might just thought you got funky today. Like, you might have did something that you sweated and, and got funky. Like, he may not be paying attention. So, that was my that was my issue that I had with her. Then, after I found out he did it, it was like, okay, now I see, you know, like, yeah, she's right. He's not pulling away just for nothing. He's pulling away from something. And he's pull, and it's not because he was stressed about what's going on in his house. He's stressed about how he's going to get up out this house situation that he's in. Because he's went from 245 pounds down to 185 pounds. He's feeling himself. He didn't got him a young tender thing that he's into. And he just, for some idiotic reason, wasn't like, hey, I'm just going to divorce her and pay child support out the ass. And it's like, I'm just going to kill her. And my children. <laughs> Forgive me for laughing. Forgive me for laughing. So I'm just going to kill her. I mean, that's that to me, that's the conclusion he came to. I really want to be with this other person. So instead of, you know, being... I don't even know what word I want to use. But going through the proper channels to... Being reasonable. Being reasonable going through the proper channels to alleviate himself from this marriage, you can't get rid of the kids. I mean, those are your kids. You're always going to have these kids, whether you like this person or not, the kids are going to be the kids. But to get out of this situation so you can be with old girl, okay, cool. Now, if she gave you some heat like, oh, I don't know how I feel about being with a man that, that you know, already got kids, this and this, and you and then you decide to kill your kids, look, you're a fucking idiot. Nobody is worth that. All right, cool. I'm 184 pounds now. I'm in the best shape of my life. If I got one of you, I can go get two of you. Straight up. If I got this one, just think of the possibilities I got now. So if I don't even want Shanana anymore, I can go get oh, I hated her somebody. I just wanted to call her Shannon. Can I just call her Shannon? I swear to God, I just wanted to call her Shannon so bad, but I'm trying to be respectful. I hated her name. How do you say it again? It's Shanann. Shanann? Okay. It's Shanann. It's, it's unnecessary. That's what it is. But I like, like you know, he was he was he was heavy set when he got with her. She was a, hey when she, I remember things like oh she I built my first house at twenty five. She was sitting on the steps. I was like okay, she looked good. So at that point in time, he probably was like okay, Shanann was the best that I could get. Now I bettered myself and I can actually get better. 
And you know, as 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 messed up as society is, you don't always stick with the person who went the, who was shooting with you in the gym. You don't. Yeah. It's a fact of life. Yeah. You you don't. Women upgrade, men upgrade, or I'm not gonna necessarily say upgrade. Sometimes you change because it's not always an upgrade that you go get somebody that looks better or you go the get somebody. The mentality is to upgrade. The mentality is the upgrade, and sometimes you don't because, like you said, they met you at the finish line. They went with you through the struggles. So I, I get all that and stuff. But overall, I thought it was a well put together documentary. Um, then they were talking. I seen on the internet they were talking about he's triggered by the documentary. He's like. You killed your wife, your unborn child, and two kids. I don't care if you're triggered or not. You just be you better be lucky that, you know, since you confessed, they don't you you know you dodged the death penalty. Like, nobody cares he about you kill, being he triggered. He need to kill himself. He 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 needs to kill himself. He need to kill himself, bro. Like that. Uh, I mean, that was, I hate to be that type of guy. He need to kill himself though. Bro. Um look, bro. Uh, that, that's just it's just sir, it's look. In no way, shape, or form am I defending to be honest with you, I'm not defending his side. And I'm not really mad at Shanann because I know women. I just, I know women. Women have a radar for negativity. Like, they have a radar for negativity. But there were a lot of things that between, when you just, like, you just said it. You were like, tell Chris. Okay, of course she told Chris. But when she told Chris, more than likely, she told Chris the watered down version. That's why she. That's probably why he was like, "Yeah, everything's okay." Like, people. Once again, I know women. No matter if a woman, if a woman comes off as aggressive, when when real feelings come into play, all women become passive. At least ninety percent of them. Women are naturally passive, and in current society, everybody's becoming passive. You know why? Because everybody's so fucking disconnected. Nobody really wants to talk to people in person anymore. And when they get in person, they put on a mask. Everybody gets fake. Don't. Let, Let me be who I think you want me to be instead of who I really am. Everything that you said, I feel it. I feel like one thing that you said that made me laugh was marriage will make your penis soft. I, I think that was fucking hilarious. Because at low key, that's in so many ways, that's what happens. A lot of men will never admit to it. But based on the psychology behind marriages, especially in modern times, eventually, depending on how the depending on the two people, once you get to the seriousness of marriage, sex gets put on the back burner. And you have to like I don't I can't conceive the mindset of somebody that goes on a six week break away from their spouse. I never understood that part. And to me, that part was a huge red flag, just as much as the red flag of the best friend telling the cops in the beginning that, yeah, I dropped her off at home. We were on a business trip. And I'm like, what business trip were y'all on? You, she was, I was, I was so confused with that. I must've missed that somewhere, but I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, she was out for six weeks. And I want to say. I guess the last week they did they go on like a little vacation or something. I thought it was just a fun trip. I don't remember any business part about it. it seemed like it was leisure to me. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like just a getaway. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't even know if it was business. I could be wrong, but it just didn't whole, seem like it was business yeah, she, related. It, she said a business trip, and I was like, something ain't adding up here. And I'm gonna be 100 with you. I knew nothing about this fucking movie, but I kept seeing people talk about it like on blogs and I'm like oh this you know and then I just happened to turn on Netflix because I was going to watch that Tom Holland movie and I'm like 
damn, you know, the social engineering of Netflix got me. So I went over I went over to the my, my fire stick and I said, let me put this movie on. So I purposely pirated the movie just to be an asshole. But when the neighbor said something ain't right and then the cop tried to get all politically correct and was like, oh, you know, think about what he's going through. Nah, bruh. This neighbor knows this man more than you do. And yeah. this neighbor is obviously nosy. He has a camera. He's been peeping this guy for years, and he's telling you right now, this guy is generally antisocial. This guy's very, a very relaxed guy. He's very chill. He's not fidgety. Dog, if anything, if this, if he didn't do it, this dude would have probably even closed. He probably would have closed up even more, and probably would have just been crying and probably harder to talk to. But since this guy was so guilty, he tried. He tried to take any reason, any type of probable cause, any thought of it being him away from him, not realizing that no matter what, bruh, and for all you idiots out there that are into spousal abuse and one day you're thinking about killing your husband and your wife, the husband and wife are always the main suspect. They're first. They're first. Do y'all not watch? I know y'all watch TV, so I know y'all seen this on first 48 and all kind of other shit the husband and the wife are always the main suspects why because they have the best motive a lot i mean they have the most common sense motive it's like and it's easier it's easier to weed them out i'm not i'm not about to go out there uh to, to four blocks up the street just because y'all got a pedophile in the neighborhood like that ain't gonna that's not gonna do it like i'm gonna start home and i'm gonna work my way out because that's just that's just common sense investigation. So outside of women having a radar for negativity and them being passive, the thing that the, the one thing that just really that, like I said, I agree with you on is just the fact that we always talk about communication and communication and red flags are like my favorite things to talk about these days, because me personally, I think we've gotten to the point in society where I think that like we're like mentally into like S and M. As crazy as it sounds, like it's like we thrive off of this type of abuse, and it's like it it gets us going. And the crazy thing is, like, I know women that will put money into some of the stupidest shit, <laughs> men too. But when some shit gets serious, like what she was thinking, I got two questions for everybody involved in this murder. When the minute they suspected that this guy was cheating, how come the friend didn't get off her ass and go spy on this dude? Yeah. Or why the fuck y'all didn't invest in a private investigator? You six weeks, you six, you, you, you in North Carolina, you out there by Jay chilling. Say, no, 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 no. This was, this was before I got here. Don't, don't, put, don't put me in these circles. Don't put me in these circles. <laughs> could have got a private investigator or you could have got your friend to get up off her ass at least two or three times just to go spy on this guy go follow him let's make sure that your intuition is correct because I'm telling you right now if Shanann would have figured out that that guy was cheating while she was at her parents house she would have never came back nope. she would have and when she would have came back she would have probably came back with, 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 with an escort or somebody with her you know what I'm saying she would have been it's frustrating because 
people get so tied up in their feelings, they lose all logic and they get mad at people like me for looking at shit from a logical perspective. Yes, I get it. I'm not in that situation, but I'm telling y'all right now, a lot of times I can't relate to a lot of this SM mentality because for me, once shit don't seem right, and this is something that it took years for me to get, get under control, but once shit ain't adding up and shit don't feel right, bro, I'ma minus myself from that situation so fucking fast. And people that know me, they know it's the truth. Like, that's just me, though. But I honestly feel like if we're constantly conditioned into venting to our friends and not actually seeking out real solutions, then what are we doing? Like, I, I tell people all the time, I'm cool with therapy. Yeah, go to therapy. You know, go talk to somebody. Go vent. But what's next? What you gonna do? You just gonna you just gonna continue to be in this sadistic ass relationship? Yeah. <laughs> like you're not happy here. What you like you gonna you gonna vent and go right back to it. What change are you making in your life? If you're not making a change in your life, then I'm not even gonna say, you know, why are you venting about it? Because I understand vents are necessary and healthy, vent, but yes. but vent and make a change. Please. Please I'm just and look, I know people out there can relate to this. All I'm saying is don't just look at this shit as entertainment. This shit is real life. This shit just happened two years ago. And this woman was really void from reality. Like, constantly on Facebook, filming her life, doing all kind of shit. You know, just being a, a, a typical modern woman. I'm not mad at her for that. But outside of that, y'all gotta disconnect, man, and then connect to reality. Because, to be honest with you... I, she didn't seem like a horrible person. In all honesty, I just didn't really get horrible vibe. I thought she might have been a little bitchy. Only due to the fact that that's what I think wives do. I think <laughs> I think that's what American wives do. Like, I, I think that's just a part of, you know, the, the whole, your pee-pee goes soft because you're married. <laughs> Women get bitchy because they married. Like, it's just a part of it. And you're walking into these situations acting as if, this shit is new. Like, people get cheated on. Like, that's that's really a part of modern American culture. Like, marriage culture. It's been... That's been the reality probably for the last 100 years. People get cheated on. Yep. If you're in a situation where, you're, where, you're, where you feel that you're being cheated on, I guarantee you the best two ways to address it is to get firm proof. I hate to say it. Get your firm proof. Or... <laughs> you know, talk to them. Talk to the person about it. Like because what it's 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 this thing people say. Oh, some I want somebody to communicate. So I want somebody to communicate. And like you say, you can communicate till you blue in the face. But where is the understanding? Where is it? Hey, if I, if I sit here and I tell you, well, I say, well, I'm heartbroken. If you've never been heartbroken, or if you don't care, what are you gonna tell me? Damn, sucks to be you. Straight up. It's gonna, it's, it's, I could sympathize maybe, but it's gonna be hard for me to empathize once again because I ain't ever been heartbroken. I mean, obviously I have, but just, you know, yeah. generally speaking. You're not in that moment right now feeling that exactly. same energy. Exactly. Man, we, we talk about this shit all the time on No Boundaries. And at the same time, you know, one, one day, one day we, meet, we may end up being hypocrites. Who knows? But the fact of the matter is, right here and right now, I'm just telling you guys, like, I like to be entertained just like the next person, but 
if you know me, like I don't really just fuck around and just watch shit like this. But when I watched it, I was really able to take that away from this. And the fact of the matter is like that type of shit is going on in America so much. The only biased thing that I saw on this documentary was the ending when they tried to point out in the credits that it's more likely for men to do this and they're doing this, you know, every one in three men do this. Like, come on, bro. One in three men are not killing a fucking family, bro. <laughs> that's not reality. It's like, quote, now, what, what is your sample size? Yeah, that's what I'm like. What are y'all talking about? Like, I can agree that, you know, when it comes down to reported domestic violence cases, women are, women ain't playing no games with that shit. You assault a woman, by that second time, she probably is going to call the police. Men get assaulted and they, they don't say shit because men be embarrassed. Yep. So, even though I feel like the data is skewed on that, the fact of the matter is, if you beat the woman, they calling the cops on you. So, what did they really hit you with like, that? I didn't even hit you that hard. That's that's that's, that's, that's what a woman will say to a man. I ain't even hit you hit you that hard, and they start you know name calling and stuff like that. It's kind of like shoot. If I go if I go tell, then I'm all these names that she's calling me. Man, and there are just so many things wrong with how we perceive each other. Like as far as the, because I, I really feel like outside of a civil war that's brewing in America, I really do believe that there's a gender war going on. And this gender war is sickening because I really feel like in the end, um, I don't really give a damn about depopulation. Like I, I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I know birth rates are decreasing, but birth rates are decreasing due to the lack of respect that we have for each other. Like people just, I mean, we say it all the time. Like people just don't value each other anymore. Like I, Chris used that woman up and he was on to the next person. And that was just an extreme version of it. Most people nowadays, they deal with people two or three years at a time and then they're on to the next person. Like, people are just, so many people walk around us are in long-term hookup situations. And once it's over, like I said, it's just on to the next person. And some people are sick enough to get married to that long-term hookup. That shit happens, man. Like, some people are sick enough to be like, you know, hey, Shit, why not? Even though in the back of their mind, they're like, shit, we got no fault divorce out here. Shit, as soon as I get tired, I'm dipping. It's like, I know, I'm so comfortable with that. I know you've been off, off Instagram for a while, but um, yeah. did, I, did I tell you? say i'm shocked but let me let me understand let me get y'all to understand something since y'all don't know what we're talking about there's a situation where you have to ask yourself the person that you're with what do they love the most and i and i, and I truly believe that i've never seen people at their best unless they're dealing with something that they love a lot and a lot of times it's a person's hobby and I know people out there might think I'm tripping when I say this, but a lot of people love social media and that's their hobby. A lot of people's first love is social media. So when you catch yourself constantly competing with somebody's first love, thinking that you're their first love, meaning not first love in life, but that's the passion that like, that's what they love the most. Mm -hmm. 
You're going to lose. Instance, for instance, there are guys out there that love video games. That's their love. That's the thing that they're passionate about. But they're married too. That wife ends up competing with that video game and people don't notice it. And that really be a recipe for disaster. I'm not saying two people need to be obsessed with each other, but you got to realize in modern times, if you're dealing with somebody and their first love is social media, that is a huge black flag. And I honestly feel like you're wasting your time, bro. You got to have somebody that is in touch with reality. The thing they love the most is reality. Like, they love you. Like, they love you. They love being a wife. They love being a mom. They're passionate about things that are real and it affects, it really contributes to your relationship and it benefits your relationship. You're dealing with somebody that is in love with video games, in love with the gym, in love with social media. It ain't always going to work out like that. And I honestly feel like a lot of people not noticing how bad that shit is. Like, I'm telling y'all, like, it's some people that's really in love with the party life. They're in love with turning up. I ain't saying that they're going out cheating and wilding out, but they really love that freedom and they really love that vibe. And then they get, when I see these people get married, I'd be so confused because I'm like, I just don't really feel like you can really give yourself to somebody 100% if your true love is the club, your true love is the turn up, your true love is the attention that you get from going to these places, so on and so forth. Once again, that's why a lot of celebrity that's why a lot of celebrity marriages don't last over seven, eight years. Like I wanna I honestly wanna say a lot of yo a lot of mainstream couples by two or three years, they be filing for divorce. They really be struggling after that second year. You might not hear about it getting divorced until maybe year seven or year eight, but they've been struggling that whole four, three or four years mm-hmm. after that, you know, after that initial two. The honeymoon stage lasts what, six months? If that long. You know what I'm saying? I, because I, I, I say I say in a new relationship that honeymoon stage is about six weeks, six weeks or until your first fight, your first argument, whichever comes first. Damn. And, and, uh, from your from your experience, I'm gonna have to say from your experience, what's that usually? What's that first fight usually about? Probably time, or or it's probably like it's probably like the adjustment of your routine, which I I can I can say it accumulates to time. Because you, you either start to glide from, okay, I'm spending every week a waking moment with you to, okay, let me find the balance between being with you and continuing my life as I normally did. Bro, I think that's the perfect answer. That basically just summarized everything I just said. Look, think about what you just said. You said time. Time for what? Time for what I'm truly passionate about. Time for what I really love. <laughs> you telling you telling me to take my way. You te- you're trying to take me away from something that I love. I gotta balance that with you, like come on, I, like I, I get all these likes and I get I got I get all these attention. Shit, I, some people may make fifty dollars a week on Instagram, and that shit mean the world to them. And then they got they got this person, this spouse, trying to pull them away from that. It's like, well, you know, I, I understand we met on social media, but you know, can you give it a break? Cause I need your attention. And then you look at them like, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's how you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's scary out here, man. It's scary. What's the score, dog? What's the score? Just 26 the tight. Score Beginning of the second. Okay. Look, man. 
I think that's my favorite thing to say is I get it. <laughs> like I get it. Like, and to me, I, it, it it's not just my favorite thing to say. It's it's true. I get it. I understand. I have that mind where I can put myself not maybe not exactly into somebody else's shoes, but I can understand enough of what they're trying to do or or, or how they're feeling to be like, I get it. I, I, I get why that frustrates you. I get why that confuses you. If, if I were in those shoes, I would probably be frustrated and confused too. Hell, I'm frustrated and confused in my own shoes. So <laughs> I get it. Look, man. We got to stop idolizing the 50s. We got to stop. We got to stop. We got to stop worrying about what our booming parents were doing. We got to stop thinking like, hey, you know, this is what they was doing in the 1915 and the 1800s. Look, man, it's 2020. We got a, we got a whole, we got a whole president that, that don't give a damn about nothing. That nigga be wild. Like, yeah, give a fuck no, less about your feelings on God. Bro, we talk about, I, I see snippets of snippet um sound sound things uh shit, my fucking vocabulary is trash right now i got snippet sound bites of the presidential debate and i was embarrassed and i'm just like wow like niggas is beefed up on this stage <laughs> nigga like just shut up man like bro like low key you yeah. just want to say just box something in <laughs> on everything that they might as well have put on boxing gloves and duped it out Cause them dudes, them if they don't if that shit was acting, they both some good ass actors. Because that shit I heard was two dudes up there that really had different beliefs that wanted to beat each other's asses. And the fact of the matter is, in a hundred, two hundred years, I would never have thought I would see a American presidential debate that's like that. I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, like neither side to me looked coherent or respectful. Like. That is that that's America right now. That shit, wow. But the funny thing that I did notice from some people that I interact with who are who are Republican. I'm not gonna say they're necessarily Trump supporters. I'm gonna say they're Republican. When he did the whole, you know, Proud Boys um stand stand down and stand by, that turned a lot of people the wrong way. And they may be just saying that because I'm black and they're white. But it turned a lot of them the wrong way. Not a lot of them to go vote Democratic. I think they're still going to vote for Trump because they're Republican and the Republicans have their best interests as far as their, you know, their lifestyles. But it did turn a lot of them the wrong way. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't hear about that. I, why did that turn the wrong way? I'm confused. Well, they were, they were telling him to um, the moderator and, and Biden. They were like, you know, will you publicly denounce white supremacy? He's like, I've done it. I'll continue to do it. And it's like, well, well, will you do it right now? He's like, yeah, I'll do it right now. What do you want me to say? And I was like, denounce white supremacy. He's like, well, who are you talking about? Like, he was beating around the bush. And then Biden was like, yeah, just do it now. And he said, who are you talking about? He's like, I'm, all right, I'm talking about the Proud Boys. He's like, and Trump's like, oh, okay, Proud Boys, you know, stand, stand, stand by and stand down and stand by. But it's Antifa and the left that's really, you know, like he said, he didn't say, you know, oh, I denounce white supremacy. He just said, you know, hey, proud boy, stand down, stand down and stand by. But it's the it's Antifa that's doing all this. You know, he just he was redirecting the blame. So a lot of people caught that and was like, damn, you just couldn't say. But, you know, you got to understand a lot of his constituents are white supremacists. Jay, what do proud boys stand for? Uh, I've watched this documentary. Well, not this documentary. It's like a two minute video on, on Instagram and it's. 
they're they're a white supremacist group at the at the end of the day. I would say yeah, they're a white supremacist group with black people in it. Uh, there are black people in Proud Boys. I haven't seen any black people in Proud Boys. Yeah, there are black people in Proud Boys. Uh, that's, you you you, you, you dropping knowledge on me at this point because yeah, from they're, from they're, they're black people. Involved. Granted, my my research was limited. Like I said, I watched a two minute video, and you know, of course, it was slanted. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you could probably say that there were black people in the KKK, which I don't think that there were any. I think there were co-conspirators that were maybe even mixed in the KKK at one point, but like serious 1890s. Cause oh shit. Let me put my historical honcho hat on real quick. Oh, here we go. God damn. So we dealing with disinformation. Okay, okay. See, I ain't know nothing about that. See, you just dropped the bomb on me. First of all, your average average black person don't even know what Proud Boys is. I'm going to be 100 with you, bro. No, because I had no idea. And and apparently I I still don't. That was even... That, 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 that's a clever tactic to bring up the Proud Boys, because to be honest with you, man, the Proud Boys, I don't even know the last thing that they did. It, like, the Proud Boys ain't been relevant in, in a little minute, maybe in a couple of months. Um, I know I know, I know, know a reporter in Portland got hit in the head with a, with a, um, with a, with a, a, bo- with a bottle of cement. And Damn. Antifa had hit this reporter in the back of the head. It was this, it's this gay conservative reporter got hit in the back of the head with a bottle of cement. Yeah. And um, I want to say Proud Boys had came to his defense, you know, because, you, you know, you got Antifa, you got BLM, anti-fascist and whatever. Like, so I know Proud Boys stepped up around that time. And I want to say that was a minute ago. But, like, to bring up Proud Boys during a debate, that's, that was, that's a clever tactic because, once again, very direct, <laughs> very specific. That's that's wild because your average black person would probably bring up the KKK. And I'm going to be 100 with you. The KKK has not been relevant in a minute, daughter. The KKK really got dismantled in the early 2000s, late 90s. When you really think about the KKK now, they probably bring up the alt-right, which they call that a radical right-wing group. Now, if you're talking alt-right, you, the first thing I'm gonna ask you is like, can you can I I can go to to BLM's website and I can tell you who their leader is and I can tell you what they stand for, but Proud Boys ain't relevant enough for me to do that. So I don't even know who the fuck they leaders are, but I know that there are black people in Proud Boys. I know that for a fact. I'm not sure if Proud Boys is is a designated terrorist group, but once again, Proud Boys don't run around. With, with white fat. Go ahead, Jay. In, in, in a quick Google, it says in late November 2018, the FBI had classified the Proud Boys as an extremist group with ties to white nationalism. White nationalism? Uh, yeah. Uh, again, not that's not super specific. <laughs> it's clever, bro. It's clever. Look, all I'm saying is, and I and and in two that who so the FBI designated them as a terrorist group. Which I kind of remember that, but once again, I think that's the last time that was really relevant. And pro- I don't, I don't even really know if was Proud Boys a part, of, a part of that Charlottesville shit, or was that alt right and some um, KKK affiliates? Because once again, KKK is not relevant. Like when you, and when I say relevant, I need people to understand something. When you think of the shit that's going on around America right now, the people that are holding the torch as far as the being the loudest is definitely left wing 
groups like BLM and Antifa. So and, and LGBT as well. So when I see it, when I see all the rioting, the protesting going on, when's the last time you heard about Proud Boys protesting? Like the last protest I heard about that could, could be considered right wing protest were people trying to go against the lockdowns. So if, if I'm against the lockdowns, am I a proud boy? What the hell? I'm gonna be honest with you, me? I didn't I hadn't heard the term proud boy before the debate. Man, I'm telling you, a lot of people haven't. I'm telling you, bro. See, that's see, that's how disinformation works. At the end of the day, and I and I, I forgot what we were talking about when I sent you that screenshot about what disinformation is. And just to simplify disinformation, in my honest opinion, all disinformation is it's a seed that is planted that is basically a lie. It's it's meant to really distract you. They just say a lie. They just make up some shit, and then they have you thinking about that shit. As if it's the truth. For instance, the first term, the first time disinformation, the term was used, was when Russians basically start spreading fake news that Amer- Amer- Americans created AIDS. That's when the first time disinformation came about. And who are some of the main people that you that you that you have spoken to that believe AIDS was created by Americans in a lab? A lot of us, a lot of us Americans do believe that. So that disinformation tactic was pretty effective. Can we say that that's fake or true? Shit, we'll never know. All we know is in Africa, in a lab, they have solid proof that they were testing on 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 animals and AIDS was being tested on and so on and so forth. So somebody just one day just drew up a conclusion. Oh, they made that shit. Just like COVID-19. Oh, the Chinese made that shit. But then you hear about people eating bats. Look, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. I like how you pivoted immediately. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what's going on with that to announce white supremacy thing. But in 2020, we still trying to get a president that we already confirmed is racist to denounce white supremacy. What's the? What do we gain from that? What does it matter? What does that do for if you? Yeah. If he if we've been feeling he's been racist for this whole four years. If he denounces white supremacy, then you gonna vote for him? <laughs> I'm confused. Like, what does this even matter? If his base is mostly white supremacist, and that's what got him in office, I mean, <laughs> he, he's not gonna go out and say fuck y'all. <laughs> I, I don't get it. But, but y'all not trying to get Joe Biden to denounce white supremacy? And this, this dude, <laughs> literally has a past that. Pretty. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he asked him about the super predator comment, right? Did, did uh, anybody talk about? Don't give me. Say, look, I, I watched watch, it I, I, and I, then I had it on mute and I didn't watch it. I I wasn't like I laughed at it when it first. I was like, there, this is this isn't this isn't organized. This is pathetic. And I laughed at it and and then I, I stopped watching it because I think no, it wasn't a game on. I was like, I'd rather watch nothing than to watch this. To be yeah, 100. Yeah, I, like I said, I got sound bites from it. And I know I, I didn't know nothing about the Proud Boy thing. I know he asked him about the Super Predator comment, and it's funny because I haven't heard anything about the Super Predator comment. But this whole denounce white supremacy thing, look, man, it's nonsense. It's 2020. Go vote for who y'all gonna vote for. I'm telling y'all right now, whoever y'all vote for, whatever position you are in life right now, that vote's not gonna matter. <laughs> if you were poor yesterday, you can still be poor tomorrow, regardless of who wins the election on November 3rd. Stop using 
Stop using American politics as an excuse for your shitty position in life. And I'm coming, when I say that, I'm coming from the most, you know, humble place when I say that. Like, I'm not rich. I'm not doing the greatest in life. But at the same time, I am not using American politics as an excuse to treat other people like shit. The people that do that, they deserve everything that's coming to them. Because all I got to say is, if Trump wins again, I really feel like, the moral fiber of America is only going to get worse based on the fact that people can not take an L in America. And that shit is more scary than having a white supremacist as a president. I'm sorry. Like, and I, like I told, like I told and you, I've, I, I've been seeing stuff as a guy say, you know, Hey, you know, if, if Biden wins, if, I mean, if, if Trump wins, you know, they're going to be mad, you know, they're going to, you know, do their protests and they're going to, you know, wreak havoc and stuff like that. And then he's like, That's scary, but if, bro. but if Biden wins, we're going to do the same thing. And when they say, I guarantee you, we're going to make a lot more noise. And granted, this is just one person talking. This is just one person talking, one, you know, back of the woods, redneck kind of guy, um, kind of white guy, because I know black rednecks, too. One white redneck kind of guy. So it's like, you know, this is just one person saying that because, like you said, we can't hold an L. You know, you're already talking about, oh, people going to cheat to win and this, that and the others. Like, is the system really that rigged? I mean, it's rigged, but is it that rigged? It, the, the system doesn't benefit us anyway. The and system wasn't designed feel, for us. Yeah, until black people especially realize, bro, until y'all buy politicians, none of this shit really matters. Y'all just, y'all make up 13% of the population and probably 5 or 6% of registra- registered voters and probably 2% of y'all gonna go out and vote. It's gonna be mostly women. So, Stop the nonsense. That's one of the reasons, and I I don't even want to talk about it, but that's one of the reasons why social media sickens me, and I already know, like, I just get further and further from even thinking, oh, I'm going to download this shit again. I'm fine with my blogs. I'm fine with jumping on Reddit from time to time and just looking at specific pages, but, like, social media as a whole, it's just too much fakeness on there, man. I just... Eventually, though, you get tired of criticizing it. And you, cause you start realizing, like, I'm sitting here criticizing this shit, but then I feed this, sh- I feed into this shit too, and it just sickens me, dog. And like, I hate the fact that we treat politics like Easter Sunday. Like, this shit really sucks, man. Like, we don't give a shit about politics until until election year. Like, that's that's lame. Like, if that's what you if that's what you fuck with, that's what you do. Shit, then follow that shit through and through. Like, it shouldn't be four or five months of you pretending to be knowledgeable about politics where you don't truly know shit. Because at the end of the day, we've had presidents run this country in their deathbed and nobody fucking knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've had presidents that weren't really president and really the vice president was running the country. Uh-huh. Like, come on, man. Like, t- anyways, bro. That, that, that's news to me, man. But uh, either way, this country is run by has been run by white nationalists since the since the seventeen hundreds. So if people think that that shit gonna change overnight, then you know they're just they're naive as fuck. They could burn they could burn down every city in America. White nationalists still gonna run this country. <laughs> they're still not gonna they're still not gonna balance out the playing field because they have nothing not to gain all. from that. You just you just you just make you're just making it worse for people that look like me and you. Because the people that's gonna be, have a harder time bouncing back are gonna be the minority. Y'all already know that, but what do y'all do? You guys go out and burn shit down in anger. Y'all burn down stores that y'all need to eat at. Y'all burn down apartment buildings that y'all need to uh, live in. It's 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 ridiculous. Everything that's happening right now, it has been happening as far as the 
the black power movement, you can say, it's really been counterproductive. It's been very little change as far as things that really impacted the community to where we can really look up and be proud. Right now, I think even 30, 40 years after the death of MLK, it's still pretty sad where we stand, you know, from an economic perspective. But once again, we'll never truly take accountability for that. And we'll just always blame it on, you know, an uneven playing field, which sucks. But we've been, we've been, we've been, we've been complaining about an uneven playing field for how long now? And this generation thinks that they're going to suddenly be the difference maker. Yeah. Good luck with that. Half you motherfuckers can't even read. Half you motherfuckers don't even know what gender you are. The mediocre generation is going to make the change. Come on, man. Like, the generation that's going to make the change is the generation that actually... They're going to actually wake up and, as a collective, going to make changes that make sense. Right now, we all we're doing... It's just a cycle. We're just repeating history. We're repeating things that have already been done, and we brag about it as if we're actually... Oh, man. It's groundbreaking. We're breaking records. Yeah, of course you're breaking records. It was 2.5 billion people on the planet uh, 200 years ago not 7.5 billion it's more people on this planet of course you'll break records so, like, it's more of y'all to pr- participate it's all it's nothing it's nothing different it's nothing different it's the same mindset the same mindset that has has have has done nothing but brought about brought about constant regression all this fucking technology we got and we're dumb as fuck <laughs> god sick of it man i mean but i like even like i had signed out of something i forget what account it was and i knew i was signed in through my facebook and it was like oh this you know you signed in through facebook and i had to reactivate my facebook to sign into this account and it pissed me off so much because <laughs> <laughs> i had because like, well, then i had to go back into say facebook and deactivate my account now that i'm into my other account that i was trying to get into i was like i don't know why i set this up this way because I thought that I would always have that Facebook, that it would always be there. And now it's like, it's, it's over a month plus since I've been gone, intentionally been gone. And it's like, I don't miss it at all. Man, you won't. Like, Eventually, you just go back to your default setting. And a lot of people's default setting isn't their obsession with needing to know what's trending. People are People are moving into that setting but that's not your default setting, dog. A lot of people's default setting, man, a lot more chill and laid back than they actually they actually put on. But once again, man, we're we're always constantly tra- chasing what's trending. We want to be in the know, and there's a lot of danger with being in the know, bro. Like sometimes just not knowing things, like it, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It really is. Cause like like literally hearing about that Proud Boys thing just just annoyed the fuck out of me. I wish I'd have never heard that shit. Cause it's just like. Who cares? Did, were there any policies being discussed? Is there anything that either candidate discussed that makes me, that has put you in a position to feel like, oh shit, black people are gonna have it made in 10 years, or Americans are gonna have it made in 10 years? Like, are they talking about the dollar, the, the inflation? Are they talking about the value of the dollar? Like, when are these lockdowns gonna end? What? <laughs> What, what's up with the vaccine that they're, that they're talking about? Is the vaccine going to be mandatory? Bro, it's a lot of important shit going on. And y'all are talking about denouncing white supremacy, bro. Not even that. You 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 picking at each other, calling each other clowns, calling each other, hey, don't don't use don't call yourself smart around me. 
talking about people's families and shit, bro. That's why I was like, this was this was a fight. This wasn't a debate. Like y'all wanted to fight. Two candidates that were basically letting you know that yeah, we're two shitty people, but which one of us is less shittier? Like that's 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 what it is, bro. And that's that's fucking scary to me, dog. Like I'm tired of picking sides. Like I'm not here to pick sides. I'm not here to to be in situations where I gotta justify somebody's shitty behavior and let you know why I'm picking this person's side. And um, like I said, I'm gonna end on this note with the whole Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion situation. I'm never gonna pick sides in that situation based on the fact that I don't care for Megan Thee Stallion from as a, as an, a celebrity, an artist, a rapper, or any of that. And I really don't fuck with Tory Lanez like that, but I can at least admit that he has some talent because, I mean, his last album was, that's the first time I ever listened to this guy, like, genuinely listened to this guy just to, just to hear what he had to say. And at the end of the day, like, both of them, if you talk about clowns, you got two clowns that are heavy influences in the black community. Like, these two clowns are looked up to. And if people don't see that as a problem, then there ain't much to say anymore. We shouldn't be looking up to people like them. I would argue that back in the days, I wouldn't I wouldn't want somebody looking up to Tupac or Biggie. Want <laughs> you inhabiting that lifestyle? Like, why, Rega- why? Regardless of how you, you know, glamorize it or how you say, you know, what would Tupac say? You know, I'm going to spark the mind that changes the world. And then, you know, you, you come out with, fuck your bitch and the click you claim. <laughs> Man, it's cognitive dissonance, bro. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't had a Jay Z quote in a while. But what he say is a black girl lost a shorty. Oh, you for ice? Like, <laughs> where are you? You're all over the map. Look, man, we're uh, you, you can we can say you know the black community has its nuances, but the fact of the matter is, man, there's a lot of unhealthy habits in the black community specifically. And like I said, I'm not taking sides on this situation. But if y'all want to talk about cancel culture and canceling people, I'm all for canceling hip hop in general that doesn't represent the best of us. If we're if we're gonna glamorize and romanticize something, dog, it gotta be better than what they putting out in front of us right now. That shit is trash, bro. That shit is trash. And then you wanna talk about women empowerment. And the thing that made me the maddest about Tory Lanez though, is because I hate when niggas I hate to say it, but like it's almost like niggas wake up and they start wanting to speak knowledge when the shit really just affect them. But y'all gotta realize something about me. Like I be telling, I be trying to keep it real with people, regardless of how it affects me. Like I tell people straight up, man. When people talk to me about marriage and shit like that, I've been pretty much consistent on my beliefs about marriage. And like I tell people all the time, man. Like, hey, man, you want to get married? That's you, man. Like that's you. Like I love it. You know, I'm there to support you. That's a decision that you gotta make. But if you ask me about, you know, you know, why don't you want to get married? I'm gonna be 100 with you. But that doesn't, and, and that's and it's gonna be based on my experiences, and that's just me. But I'm not offended to be out here trying to spit knowledge only because I got in a fucked up situation. You know what I'm saying? Like now all of a sudden, Illuminati trying to get him, everybody trying to attack him because he's a black man. Why? Why wasn't that in your raps before? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you rap about that type of shit before? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I and I really that's the type of shit that you, I don't you value. Ju- you just woke up now. And, and we know that that's not the truth. This nigga been do that shit. 
Niggas know that shit already. Niggas seen what Chris Brown went through. Mm-hmm. Niggas see what Bill Cosby going through. R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? These ain't these aren't the best people in the world, but people are seeing it. And all of a sudden now now it's affected you. Now I'm supposed to care. Nah, fuck you. And 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 then I had forgot about that until you said something because I seen when Tory dropped, was it last Friday or whatever, say, Oh, we see how, how men really do support us when, you know, they would talk they denounced Tory, but then they, they go listen to his music. And these are the same women that still listening to Chris Brown, still going to Chris Brown concerts. So I'm I'm looking, it's like, okay, you can't really have it both ways. And I know it's fucked up to say that you can't have it both ways because a lot of situations we try to leverage and do things two different ways. But when you really sit there and look at it, it's like, all right, you know, do did is it is it a requirement of time and you let time pass between what Chris Brown did before you started listening to his music again? Is that the excuse we did? Or did he come out and say he was sorry or something like that? Which he probably did. But in this case, Tory, from from what I can tell, he's claiming he had no parts in it. So, you know, until the truth comes out, and I and I get it. Hey, believe women. You say believe women regardless of what they say. Okay, cool. I'm fine with that. But also, you need to believe men too. Because as easy as a man can lie, a woman can lie. And we talked about this before. We give women this, you know, holier than thou loyalty honesty from the jump but when reality women are human men are human if you're gonna lie you're gonna lie your gender isn't gonna make you lie proof or more lie resistant or more lie adverse you're just gonna lie and i'm not saying megan's lying i'm not saying tori's lying i'm not there i wasn't a part of anything it's gonna be her story it's gonna be his story and it's gonna be the truth yep three sides three sides like I said, man, it's a gender war going on, and it's scary because, you know, real from statistically, women outnumber us, and you know, based on the fact that, in my honest opinion, homosexuality is is definitely growing at an alarming rate. We could just go ahead and count account for a lot of men, you know, going ahead going over to that side as well. So it's really lopsided. It's really lopsided, and it's scary because that's that's not how debates are won that's not how facts should be presented you know facts are not opinions you know facts don't care about people's feelings you know so if we're going to talk about situations like this and if we're truly going to follow them and care about them we need facts we shouldn't just be believing anybody that's scary like that's i don't i don't i don't like that type of ideology man at all but uh long story short like i don't I feel like I feel like every man's responsibility is to speak the truth, regardless of it effect, if it affects him or not. I, I definitely just want to end on that, and I just want to repeat that again because people need to understand that we, especially as black men, it's a lot of people that's against us, and and everybody out here they get real comfortable slandering white men. I keep trying to remind people, if we can get online and get on these sites and just slander white men so viciously and without without consequence gotta think about what they could do to black man dog like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just that's just that's just internet reputation that's just you know people don't like donald trump that's one thing but like black men are not a protected class just <laughs> understand that and it's it's becoming more apparent and it's it's getting scary out here for us man if if if, if people don't realize it then shh, they will sooner or later because after after all this after election time and after these lockdowns are eased and and the money 
is a lot different. Because remember, man, we're in a position in America right now where, like, I want to say, like, four million jobs have been permanently erased. Like, there are industries that are not coming back. And a lot of that is going to affect the black community and the Hispanic community, so on and so forth. So people better start waking up, man, because men don't have OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, man, a man can get on OnlyFans, but it's not a lot of things that's just out there that's just in, in arm's reach for a man to just make their lives a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? Like, dudes finna have to start putting in a lot of work in order to maintain and, and, and sustain these lifestyles they try to live, man. But anyways, you already know, bro. If you're listening, make sure you rate and comment on Apple Podcasts specifically so we can get more exposure. The Google podcast thing is on and popping. The interface is actually kind of cool when you're just on google.com and you're messing with the podcast thing if you choose to listen to it on there. And then you already know on Spotify, we're there. That interface is cool too. Whatever you do, man, just, just listen, but get feedback. SoundCloud still has feedback options for you. Either you just like it, you repost it, leave a comment, whatever, man. But we always appreciate the the interactions with the people that support us. But now we can get into words of advice. <laughs> what you got, Jay? Um, I don't know. I don't know the origins of this or the background, so uh, you just have to take it for what it's worth. But it, it continues with. Um, a theme that we like to consistently try to drill into your brains and no boundaries so when it finally struck, strikes you and you come to us with it we can say oh yeah we've been new but um, the quote goes sure. take accountability blame is the water in which many dreams and relationships drown when you say what Dude, when you have good ones you say them fast I'm gonna give it again because I, 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 I knew you were gonna be like you know pass that back to me so Take accountability. Blame is the water in which many dreams and relationships drown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to just remind myself again, man. Uh, the, the reality is in modern times, we need to try to get to the, get to the point of not celebrating the pain, so to speak. Like, when, when you feel the pain, we need to start getting more to the point of actually trying to find solutions for the pain that we're dealing with. So when we're in a situation that we don't like, let's execute, let's start executing more things into action to resolve these things with our partners. That way it doesn't end up lethal or worse than it could be if we just took a smarter path. Because like I said, people are quick to invest in, in stupid shit like body modifications or I mean, even going to relationship therapy that sometimes doesn't lead anywhere. Like, dude, like if you can invest in those things because you have an inkling that your relationship is going the wrong way, there are other way there are other things that you can invest in too to make sure that you know your relationship doesn't veer off to the wrong way. So, y'all know what I mean if you listen to the show. At the end of the day, action. Take action. Stop just talking. Stop just venting. Take action. And that's that's all I got, bro. I appreciate you, my good man. I try, man. I try, man. Hopefully, we're back. You know, again, it's it's fun. Uh, we, we apologize for missing the the week, but um, scheduling always, conflicts, what not, what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Mr. Brooks over here, Uncle of the Year, Teacher of the Year, trying to get it all, bro. It's the it's the, it's the, it's the fourth quarter, right? 
Yeah, we're in the fourth quarter now, right? We're here. Hopefully, we're in the fourth quarter. Man. <laughs> I seen a tweet that says, "Man, it's the fourth quarter of the year." Hopefully, we're playing the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, dog? Ain't that? The hey, truth? but shout out, shout out the Falcons fans. No. No, no, I, no, no, I, no. I, I know a Falcon fan, and I'm gonna shout that person out. Shout out the Falcon fans. That is the set. That has to be the saddest fan base on earth. They have to be, man. But anyways, <laughs> with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization. People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?